Hi, my name is Kevin McDonald, and I'm declaring my independence. Independence from what? Why, negative thoughts and energy, of course. Chief among them, hate, division, and fear. You see, I know that we're all one, and together we can solve any problem, save our planet and each other. Please, join me as we come together as one and choose a better way to be. So now, let's begin with my independence report. And welcome, everybody, to My Independence Report. We got a special guest today, and I'm really excited to have him here. He was with us a couple of weeks ago, and uh, we, we just had to have him back because his music, first of all, I love his music. Uh, I love the, the type of music he does and where he comes from and all that stuff. It is, it's just magical. And this is, I'm top, talking about Tom Tuca, and um, he's got a band that is called The... Um, the missing hubcaps. The missing hubcaps. Yeah, I knew that. I just had to get it out, and sometimes it doesn't work so well. Uh, so how are you, my friend? Doing good. Like I said, we're at the cabin. We're just laughing about that because I'm never home when when he interviews me. You know, yeah. it's kind of weird. I'm always home. I'm the kind of guy who never <laughs> more or less leaves home unless he performs somewhere. But uh, since nobody can go on vacation anywhere else, and everybody's spending time in their own countries um uh, it's been a couple of weeks at the summer cottage now i'm slowly slowly going crazy <laughs> <laughs> but my wife and, and and my kids love it here so oh know, that, that's I, I'm this glad is where we, we hang out i'm glad you've got someplace else to go a lot of people are stuck in their apartment and they can't yeah. they can't get out and what's the situation with COVID over there Oh, they're slowly, uh, slowly getting better. It's, it's slowly getting better, and they're, um, um, they're saying now that uh, perhaps in the fall, one can travel again. Oh, that but, would be but you know, it, it's. It, I think by September, most of us have received the second shot. Yeah. Um, and um, that's obviously that's obviously good news. <laughs> have you heard no. that uh, there's an anti-vaxxing movement in the United States? There's an anti-vaccine movement everywhere. You know, and, and it's, you know, and, and I'm probably going to get shot now. But of course, <laughs> you know, vaccinations have saved millions of lives and they'll continue to save millions of lives. Everybody, every once in a while, sadly, will have a reaction to those. But getting vaccinated has never been about saving one person. It's been saving a big, yes. large, you know, group of people. Um, and obviously... Uh, um, we're pretty pro-vaccine in Finland. I mean, I've I've gotten a bad response to a vaccine once, but it hasn't stopped me from getting a bunch of those after that. <laughs> you know, it, it's it's just you know over here, um, um, it's within the system. I think in most in most of Scandinavia, it is that when a, when when a baby's born, it just gets vaccine after vaccine, and um, and 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 that's pretty much all we have. We have compulsory military service here. Everybody's got to go. So every really? Finnish in every Finnish male is a soldier. Yeah, yeah. And when 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 you uh, go do your national duty, they vaccinate the hell out of you. <laughs> and it's not where you can go and say that oh, I'm not going to have a vaccine. They're going to like, yes, you will. <laughs> you know, <laughs> no, no, they won't do that. They won't. Just kidding. But I mean, it's 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 what people do over here. You know, it's most people are you know very conscious of you know which vaccines 
they need to get next year because because as you know some some of those expire and and uh right and so it, it's we get our have our little books and nowadays of course it's online old folks like me have their little books where we kind of jot down dates you know i gotta have a 10-year shot next year and um it but i i mean obviously um <laughs> i um uh, i grew up in the states uh, i i know the cultural difference well yes indeed. and it's kind of dangerous you know yeah you know different strokes for different folks um well, there's there are some states that are below, and there's plenty of vaccine available. But there's some states are below, like thirty five percent. One of the states in that is in the south, naturally, because that's where the the red state we call them red states because they're Republican states and they're very conservative. And uh, they were interviewing a nurse the other day, and she was saying she was holding this man's hand who was desperately sick with covid and he goes can i have the vaccine now please yeah, says, yeah sorry, that's, pal. that's the bad bad thing about not getting vaccinated is they say at, at least over over here in scandinavia they say that everybody's going to get covid and um now that most folks are going to get vaccinated then the strain you're going to get um if you if you're not vaccinated might be one of the very difficult ones or yeah. a strong one they call it the um, Delta one now, I think. Yeah, that's the new one. And who knows what kind of, um, you know, um, different types of COVIDs there will be out there. Um, obviously, this is a dangerous conversation. <laughs> Neither one of us are doctors. But, <laughs> but you know, it, it's, um, um, but I, I'm just, you know, I, um, I, I was scared when I got the first shot. And, but then I'm more scared of not getting vaccinated. Yeah, because then once everybody else is, and you're in the ten percent that aren't, who knows what's going to happen? Yeah, you know, I'm 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 also intrigued with the compulsory uh, military service. I wish we had that here. I you think, do? Yeah, and well, the reason is we've got a lot of kids that get out of high school and they're kicking around. They don't really know what they're mm -hmm. going to do and stuff. And it would be great if there was a program or something that they could go to for a couple of years while they cease to be wet behind the ears and grow up a little bit. And uh, so, yeah, I, th I think it works wonders like that. They are, they are talking about, uh, you know, it, it's always a bit of a debate, especially before the elections that, you know, whether uh, we still need, the national duty or not i'm for the national duty obviously um but uh, a lot of the younger folks as you said would probably rather stay home and play xbox you know? <laughs> but um you know i just got that's my attitude and like i said different strokes for different folks it's a dangerous topic to get into but um we all have our preferences and, and my eldest son's uh uh coming to age and and he's uh he's gonna be 18 as probably mentioned the last time we spoke and and you know he's he's an athlete played played hockey ever since he was uh six he's looking forward to his service and but then then again i got friends who who have sons of that age and and they're not and so well, I, I think it depends on what kind of person you are and i think whether you're um athletic if, if you're an athlete then then you know running every morning is not going to be a problem for you but but if you're not, then obviously it'll be tough in the beginning. Yeah, yeah, I can only imagine. It would be um, 
It'd be interesting experiment to do over here. But in any event, let's talk about you and your music, which is why you're here. I, I love I love your music. I love the way that you play and, and the things that you do. Um, and, you know, we're going to play again. Hearts on Fire, which is which is on fire. Uh, it's doing, <laughs> yeah. doing really well. well yeah, it's it's surprised us all. I don't know why. It's a great song. Yeah, I love it. I love it. But, but you know, uh, having been in the business for quite a while, it, it's um, and, you know, sometimes you come up with a great song and and then really nothing comes out of it. <laughs> you know, it's just you, the, the label puts it out there and, and somebody offers it to the radio and the radio goes like, well, you know, it's, we've got a stack of things we've got to listen to. And that's the end of it. Um, so I, I think with, you know, a fair amount of luck and obviously, uh, um Michael Stover and Howard Rosen Promotions working feverishly to get the track on 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 the radio um, in the states has really paid off. I think it's a lot, lots of times like with anything, it, it it's basically a question of uh, the people who uh, um, work with your music or work with you. If they're very determined, if they have the right connections and they know what they're doing, then um, if the song is good, then you know it just might make it and in this case the fact that hearts on fire has uh has has made the um mainstream radio it's fantastic i'm stoked over the moon yep. man as as well you should be by the way i wanted to shout out to michael stover and mts management they've done a great job for everybody that i've talked to just the man that never sleeps they love his promotions and what he does, and and he works to get people on the radio on podcasts like this, and and to really and to really separate you guys from because there's a lot of noise out there. There, there's oh yeah, 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 it, incredible, incredible amount of noise out there, and um, nowadays especially when when I started in the music business, not er, not not everybody could just put their stuff on Spotify. You really needed to find a label first, and then. You know, get a recording contract to get into the studio, and then they they release your release your music, which in a way I kind of miss because it, it worked as a as some sort of quality control. I mean, sure. I don't you know nowadays a lot of the stuff that I listen to because I I'm of the generation who you know I know how to tune a guitar without any sort of <laughs> automatic tuner, so my ear is very you know it, and and lots of times with indie music especially. Um, you listen to it and you kind of realize why it isn't mainstream, you know, right off the bat. Um, and, and I, um, you know, it, like I said, it, different strokes for different folks. Um, I'm sort of, I've, I've always appreciated the music to be um, up to snuff in terms of being in tune and being mixed and appropriate and so forth. And I think that that's one of the downsides of, um aggregators which you use nowadays like cd baby or TuneCore, and you know everybody can get their accounts going and re start releasing music and and so there's a good side to it and then there's a downside to it and the downside is what i just described the good side is that some bands that you would never ever find out about um you might actually hear but there is all you need these days. It appears is a is a software program and a computer, and maybe a keyboard, and and then then you can do anything you want to with it. But 
I really believe honestly that that someone like you that has spent his entire adult life working on it and developing it and developing everything that you're doing it takes it it takes a while for you for someone to really get their chops and to be able to play and coordinate and produce and do all the things that you do you can't just sit at a computer and do it and then auto tune it and and stuff like that it just doesn't sound it doesn't have that same resonance that that uh music that is played with i don't know actual instruments have yeah and guys yeah. that know what they're doing with those instruments true true i i, I couldn't agree more i think that uh it's kind of <clears throat> weird you know because my kids um my 18 year old and the <laughs> and the kids that are in t- 11 and 13 listen to modern day pop and, and so I'm, I'm fed you know they feed this stuff to me whenever we jump in the car and go on a road trip i'm listening to rap man you know it, it's it's <laughs> It's it's rap and modern pop, and it's it's nowadays even rap is kind of you know some of the stuff that they play. Even rap isn't really rap anymore. It's some sort of a weird combination of modern day pop and auto tuned, and you know, I just um, but they love it, <laughs> and I listen to it because uh, you know apparently I have no say what happens in the car. You know? <laughs> You don't control uh, the radio, right? I do not control the radio at all. No, I, I just, I, I'm the guy who drives, you know, and, um, and buys lunch. <laughs> that's an important, uh, yeah, that's dad, a big job. Bring your keys and your wallet, Dad. That's what we want you for. That's right. Yeah, basically. <laughs> so, but yeah, man. but, but, <laughs> but, but you're right. It all takes a, a while to, uh, um, to basically learn. Um, and you know, in 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 on your career, you in, uh, just during your career, you go through different phases. Every once in a while, you're highly motivated, and you, you just keep going and at it, and just work. And then, you know, if nothing happens um, for a while, and and your songs aren't doing that well, you kind of sort of hit that sort of more, let's say, phlegmatic existence in terms of music, where you know you. You kind of record every once in a while, but not actively. So I think that uh, I think it's nice to get a little bit of success because it always roots you on, if you know what I mean. Oh, absolutely. Well, it's nice to have, since you can't tour and you can't be in front of an audience, it's hard to gauge how um, a song is being received. And if you've got some measurement by how many downloads it has, by the way, please, ladies and gentlemen, download music, don't stream it. Uh, if you want to buy it, buy it. Um, because uh, these guys work there forever to, to, to do a good job and to put the albums out there. And so please buy the music. Don't, don't pirate it. Um, anyway, but uh, when you're driving in your car with your kids and these some of these songs come up, my kids did the same thing to me. I grew up with Led Zeppelin and the Beatles and, and Chicago and some, some really good bands. And, and then I hear this screaming thing that they're doing now and this and and all that and it's like it hurts my ears does it hurt your ears yeah it hurts my ears you know and and um you know every once in a while you tend to listen to the lyrics especially with pop um because rap has always some sort of cool wordplay going you know you can always get into it a little bit but some of the pop tunes of the day i'm always you know thinking that, that you know that you know it's it's sort of anti-bob dylan 
You know, it's there's no poetry in it. You know, it's just disconnected phrases that sound great one after another, and 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 just you know to quote John Lennon talked about. I don't remember, and I don't want to say who he talked about, but he said nice and light. He used the term nice and light about music that he wasn't crazy about. So, I mean, a lot of the pop that I hear, not all of it, but a lot of it is nice and light. Yeah. <laughs> Which know. was his his version of mm, pretty pretty bad stuff and, and stuff. So it's, uh, and, and, you know, we can both reference John Lennon because we were both alive when he was alive. Yeah, true, true. We were. And, I mean, he was amazing. He was that 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 whole band. I'm I'm of course grew up with the Beatles, and uh, so they were they were an amazing uh, uh, part of my life and and stuff. And so part of that is I love the poetry of a great song. I love the harmonies that are put together and and how the the bass and and the rhythm section works together and stuff like that. And I just don't hear that as much to, in today's stuff. I, maybe it's me. Well, it's computerized. It's made with machines, and 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 there's nothing wrong with that. It it just seems to be the norm, um, and and you know I I think that rock and roll is uh, a lot of the people that go go for rock and roll really aren't necessarily in Spotify. And if they are in Spotify, they're listening to the uh, um, the classics, which means that if there's new rock and roll around, it's kind of hard for it to find an audience. And and I think you know. The mostly it's top forties pop. Yeah, it is. It is. Well, you know what? Uh, because because I'm so excited about having you here again, I want to play "Hearts on Fire," which is really is on fire. And then we've got another song, which is "Turn Back Time," which we're going to play in a little bit after that. But uh, I, I I love your music. I love the stylings of it. And now that you are uh, uh, closer to September and they're talking about opening stuff up, are you thinking about touring in the fall? Um, not really, because uh, the Missing Hopcaps is uh, is a make believe band, which is I'm I'm playing all the instruments. If Hearts on Fire truly took off, and and there'd be um, there'd be a good reason to tour, um, I'd probably put a band together and tour, uh, but it would. They would, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what, though, if all folks uh, out there who who are listening today and, and, and those who aren't start downloading it and making it make it a worldwide hit, um, I'll I'll put I'll put missing hubcaps together for real and, and, and I'll tour. But, you know, until there's until there's a, a reason to tour, because I've, I've obviously I've 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 toured a lot <laughs> during my career, and well, uh, you've got you've right, got teenage yeah. boys. You need to stay home. Yeah, I got to stay home. You know, and hey, you know what though? Remember when you were uh, in your early twenties? Oh yeah, and you stayed up a couple of nights, and you didn't die. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, are you saying you that know, the? I mean, the you know, rock and roll lifestyle, and, and when you're a little um, more seasoned, is a little harder. <laughs> it's a bit harder, yeah. I, I, I mean, I haven't tried it for a while, but if memory serves, you know, I could be dead after one night. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you don't, and you, you certainly don't want that. No, um, and uh, and but plus, the, I, I don't know. It's it's. Uh, um, I was talking to a country. You'll appreciate this. I was talking to one of uh, Michael's clients, who's a country music guy, and he they get he was doing as many as 
130 dates a year. That's and cool. yeah, and he was getting in a van, a seven person van. There was a seven piece band and uh, they had a trailer with their, their equipment in it and they would just go driving up the road and that thing didn't even have a bathroom. And when you get a little older, that becomes the, the important things in life become even more important, like access to a bathroom. Right. Access to a bathroom. Man. Yeah. And, and time to use it. <laughs> no, but I mean, um, too much information there. But um, but, but but the the thing is though, when you start out, you know, and, and and you're young, and you go on tour, and you 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 know take the music out there, and then your music takes off, which is this part of part of part of my career I've always already sort of experienced. Um, right now, you know, it's not like I'm ebbing out. But um, it you know it, it's sort of I'm in a comfortable place um, yeah. releasing music. I think that you know when you do it the first time, it makes sense. It's fun. Everybody should experience it. Uh, it's wonderful to tour when the record label is pushing your songs as hard as they can, and little by little, you know, night n- night after night, you just kind of see it grow where people actually have learned the lyrics to your stuff and they know who you are and that's that's a press that's wonderful um i'm hoping everybody um not everybody will get to experience it but you know it, it's a wonderful feeling um right now <clears throat> i'm not saying that i'll never tour like i said if there's a good reason for it i'll do it um and um but if there isn't then i'd rather stay home with my kids i couldn't agree with you more i was uh i think i told you i was a traveling salesman at one point and yeah you did yeah yeah and it was like a tuesday night at the at this motel six having room service from mcdonald's watching cnn and it was yeah. like there's got to be a better life than this that's um, right yeah yeah and my kids were home and and uh, my wife was wanting me to be home so all of that so it it, it, it works out well and you, because of your talents and being able to do all the instruments and the uh, arrangements and the production and everything else, you don't necessarily have to travel anymore. Well, you know, that's the way I see it. Um, and, but, but like I said, you know, I want, was there one thing I've learned a couple of things in life. Never underestimate anyone is number one. Uh-huh. And the second one is never say never. Good point. I, I you know, I, at one point, I, I had decided long, long, long time ago that I'm never going to have kids. And look at me now, six boys. <laughs> yeah, I just, you know, so now I'm saying they'll never be missing hopcaps. You know, maybe when we talk in five years, like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, um, I guess I didn't really mean it. You know, So, so you well, never you, know. You do what you got to do in the end, as, as long as you're following your passion. That's the main thing. That's the main point, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, let's, uh, uh, shall we talk about hearts on fire a little bit? How did you, did that just show up one day, knock at your door and say here? Well, in a way, yeah, I was having lunch with an old friend and we talked about what it was like to be young. And then we sort of got gossiping about old friends. And obviously if you look at the lyrics, then that's what the song is about. Um, you know, there's Ken hates his wife. Matt's in therapy, Art's in jail, you know. Um, and and so that's really what the lunch was about. We had great fun. And um, it was one of those lunches that you never truly want, want 
want you don't want it to end you just want to continue chatting but um like i think i told you last time the wife started calling and i taking the kids to hockey, soccer to dine you know and so we're all driving or both of us driving off to uh to pick up our kids and uh, the hobbies and everything just kind of got in the way but i got home at, that night after my son's hockey practice and and, and just sort of the song came out and I started writing it in the car a little bit already, you know, jotted down some words, you know, what I was waiting for him to be ready uh, to come out from, come out from the, uh, from the rink. I was sort of writing on my phone, you know, typing hearts on fire and all these different ideas that are in the song. And uh, so it didn't take long when I got home, I got the guitar and, and it was one of those ones that really wrote itself. The rest, they say, is history. Yeah. <laughs> so, this is, that, uh, so this is uh, Tom Tika, and this is Hearts on Fire.
And that's Tom Tika, and that is Heart on Fire. You know, I listened to the lyrics on that one. That that I, a couple things that struck me. First of all, was was isn't it cool as a dad that you can have a kid on a video, your kids on a video that is being seen worldwide? Yeah, yeah, it is pretty cool. And yeah. um, yeah. And what is your favorite instrument? You, by the way, you're a hell of a drummer. Well, thanks. Thanks. Um, I do have countless of retakes, you know, <laughs> and so, my, um, and I edit the drums quite a bit. Just want to be, you know, cause it's, it's a skill and, and the most fantastic drummers are really, truly fantastic. Um, I'm not one of them. I re I remember, um, I remember actual, actually being on a flight once where the plane landed <clears throat> and the captain was a bit of a, um, you know, um, stand up comedian during the flight and he said that thanks for flying i'm not going to say which airline with us you know what they always say that as you know we have the best flight attendants in the world and there was a pause and then he said too bad none of those were on this flight <laughs> and so you know it's the uh, same thing about my drumming you know i'm you know i'm not on that flight um, um but but you know it, it yeah i i, I kind of you know i know what the drums are supposed to sound like what a good drum track should sound like um so i can i can i can work around um the things that i don't really know how to do perfectly uh, but my favorite instrument is the guitar ah, it's, and, it's, and you're very good at that as well well thanks you know i that's 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 sort of uh what i love the guitar i got i got rickenbacker from 1973 at home telecaster from oh, 1968 wow. gibson Les Paul from um, from the eighties and vintage we're guitars not, and you know so. we're not going to say where you live because those are valuable. <laughs> They're valuable, yeah, they they truly are. And uh, um, so, do you you use a tape player? Do you go into the studio to do this? Do you do this at home? Have you built a studio at home? How do you, I, how do you produce stuff? I got a home studio. Yeah, um, it's 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 sort of a um, it's not a fancy studio that I have at home. But it's good enough for me to record everything. And so then when I'll usually go to the bigger studio with my producer, Janne Saksa, and, and we sort of, we just get a bigger sound. We we um, edit a little bit more um, and a bigger studio will have bigger, better equipment. You get a lot more out of the tracks there. I, you can, I think that you can start the album at home. Uh, the single at home, which is what I do. It's very, you know, it's comfortable. <laughs> Just go upstairs. And um, and and then when when it comes, you know, I usually mix them pretty. Um, they're pretty final. Well, we kind of, if we, if we replay the drums a bit or the bass, they're sort of, we, we work with the blueprint that's already there. Um, so they don't really change when when i take the whole thing to a bigger studio because number one that'd be very expensive to start changing stuff there um uh, but but mostly because i kind of know what i want and so by the time i i um i involve my producer um uh, michael and i have sort of already thrown ideas around he, he's the executive producer on this stuff and um so he definitely uh puts his five cents in every time and and um so we've kind of already talked a little bit about the arrangement and 
I've changed it around a bit because it's got great ideas. And and so when it's when it's time to go to the what I call real studio, it's more or less already um, almost there. How many tracks do you use when you generally record? Um, <clears throat> a lot because Hearts on Fire, if I remember correctly, um, I think I sang the song about I want to say eighty-two times. You got. So you got 82, just the lead vocal tracks. Um, and then what I usually do is, is, is um, I go, <laughs> go through all of them. And, and whatever you end up hearing is a composite of that. I, I don't really want to use auto-tune um, at all. And if, if I have 82 tracks, um, I can go between tracks and, and if something is out of tune, usually not a whole lot of things are, but, but, you know, I'll, I'll sort of, uh, come up with maybe 10 tracks that I know have no tune issues. And then be, I, I go through those 10 tracks and I'll try to find the best take. And, and, um, so that's why I hate doing vocals, by the way. Because you do, yeah. Because it's so much work. <laughs> I, 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 you know, if I could just go in and sing, and somebody else would do the editing. Oh or, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I would love it, but um, but having to go through all those because sometimes you have a really good take, but you're too close to the microphone, and 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 the recording is not up to snuff, and then you just kind of throw that track out simply because of. Um, Technical because of issues. that technical issues right and 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 so it, it's a lot of trial and error and, and it, it and it takes a while and then obviously if I, if I sing today I'm not gonna I usually you know go back in about two weeks when I don't remember what I did anymore and I can actually hear which which bits and pieces are not in tune because if you do it right away you don't necessarily hear and so doing it all your you know all by yourself um is a little bit complex because then and you need to take breaks, longer breaks than, you know, if, if you were, for example, editing my vocals, you'd hear it instantly. Just stop the, you know, the you'd hit stop and say that, Tom, sing that again. It, it That wasn't what we're looking for. And right. so if you've got somebody else in the control booth or room, it's much easier, much quicker because they hear it right away. Whereas when you're singing, everything sounds fantastic. But then, <laughs> you know, not everything is. It's not, you know, I, you think you're spitting out diamonds, and and <laughs> you know. Well, and then then the other th the other part that a lot of people don't realize is that that doing the backing vocals is just as much work as doing yeah. the lead vocals. Yeah, it is because it's and, about getting the ideas as well. Yeah, and putting that all together, and then the bass the guitar there's a i noticed there's a little bit of piano in it um, yeah and drums right. and and you did it all that's that's that that's yeah. amazing yeah especially the piano was 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 uh, i think that there's only just that you know after the after the first chorus when it kind of goes back to the beginning i just hit those two chords or i don't even remember how many chords you have there with the piano but it's very little mm -hmm. but it gives you the impression that there's piano <laughs> you know, which is kind of, <laughs> you know, lots of times producing a record is that you, you get, 
if, if you're able to play that instrument in a bit where everybody recognizes that, oh, that's piano, that's saxophone, right, or whatever, then you get this feeling, oh, that song has a saxophone, right? And when in reality it could have saxophone only in the outro, uh, like that one Springsteen track, which, what was that? Um, can't remember the name right now. Um, but uh, it, it was on Born in the USA album. Um, and, um, oh, man, what's the track? What's that track? Dance something. I just I listened oh, to that album. Not Dancing Queen. That's, not, that's no, 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 no. It's no, 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 no. But by the way, we saw that's that's working. that's, that's <laughs> we're uh, confusing. We're confusing Springsteen with that. Right? You know, <laughs> one of them. <laughs> one of them will be very disappointed that we made that. I made that connection. <laughs> I think I know who it is too. <laughs> dancing in the dark. That's the song. That's, that's it, the song. Right. In the dark. Isn't very that good. the song? Yeah. 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 So. <laughs> But it's so, got the point being that it's got saxophone in the outro, and so you get this idea that oh hey you know there's sax, but um, in reality it's just there, right, right. So and it's it's kind of an illusion, but it's a it's right. a, it adds it adds depth and and feel to it. So right, it's really it really is a fun track to do. Now the other one that we are going to play is "Turn Back Time," which. <laughs> Both of these are a, a little bit about, um, well, the, the turn back time is more about a relationship, isn't it? Yeah, it's about my, my divorce about a decade ago. You know, it, wow. it's, uh, <clears throat> you know, I'm, I'm, I'm remarried now, have been for, for a long while. But, um, you know, it, it's about, uh, it, you know, I remember when, when, when it was sort of agreed that we're, we're going to go our separate ways. Um, and I was moving out and we had these moving boxes, you know, the plastic ones that you carry yeah. and um, U-Haul boxes. And, 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 and our kids were so small, they had no idea what was happening. And so they were having the time of their lives, you know, climbing all over those boxes, playing. And here I am hauling stuff to the car. You know, and it, it was heartbreaking. It's truly heartbreaking. You know, it, 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 it and, and that's, what the song is about you know it, it it's too bad that children get caught up in between these fights and 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 really have to live through these these problems that that their moms and dads have um it somehow doesn't seem fair and i was a i was a lot younger then and um hadn't really experienced a divorce my parents stayed together until the end and everybody's did in those days you know and um and and so it was all new new territory for me new ground and um having seen what it does to the children you know uh i'm not going to say if you're in a in in an abusive relationship you got to leave but knowing what it does to 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 the children i'd probably you know at least uh, um I, i'd say think twice I know I agree and that's what the song is really you know it's, it's about a failing relationship but there's that bit at the end where I talk um and you have you have my son Matt was three then and and so you know it's all it it's is all very it real. Is, yeah it's and it's it's really really hard for kids my my uh youngest was 15 and so he was 
uh, like a sophomore in high school. And uh, it was a matter of shuffling him back between his mom's and mine. And and he wasn't comfortable over there. And because I had made his room uh, his home. And mm, so, you right, know, yeah. he, he, so he was and that's where the dog was, where the cat was, where yeah. he was more comfortable there. But he had to go over there. And there was the boyfriend that. And so there, there was some. It's some, hard. It's you know, really hard for a team. But, you know, marriage is hard. <coughs> Relationships is. are hard. It's kind of weird. We uh, we're able to put man to the moon. You know, when you really, truly think about it and, and we spend countless of hours studying math and and all sorts of sciences and things that we deem important. And I'm not saying they aren't because they truly are. Um, but very little time is spent, especially in school, you know, at, about you know, how to learn to be a good husband or a wife or what relationships are truly about. Nobody really, I mean, maybe the younger generation, I, my parents never sat me down and said that, look, marriage is hard work, you know, and, and here's what you got to do. No, it was kind of like, you know, one day you'll get married and you have kids and then wouldn't that be wonderful? Right. Right. And that's, that, that's the piece of advice that I got. I got the same talk. Hey, I, you know, I'm thinking everybody, most everybody does still today, yeah. you know, and and um and the reality of it when you're young and and you don't necessarily know even how to choose the right spouse for yourself, right. which is what it's all about, really. It's not that one is bad, the other one's good, or whatever. It's just two incompatible people, and and it's and it's truly sad to see generation after generation folks struggle with these same issues as if nobody ever sat them down and said, look, um. You know, as a parent, I know that this is this is the type of person you are. And my advice to you is, you know, choose a wife or a husband like this. Because, you know, it, as stupid as it sounds, at the age of, I don't know, 15 to 25, when, you, when you're 15 to 25, I think your parents still know you better than you do, you know, you know oh, yourself. Yeah. And true. And 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 that's usually you know around about twenty three twenty five is 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 um, when you get on that path, you yep. know in the olden times a lot earlier, but nowadays and and you don't choose wisely, it's gonna be one hell of a roller coaster ride. Oh yeah, well and like my mom and dad got married. My mother was nineteen. My dad was twenty one. It's like they, they were children. They hadn't even figured yeah. out who they were yet. Imagine that, you know, and it, that's that's. You know, and I got married when I was 21, you know. So you have the same thing? Yeah, yeah. And and so um, how do you expect? It, the thing is, though, it, it, even if you're 21, you're just a kid. Yeah. But at the time, you don't feel like you are. <laughs> oh, no, you know everything. My, my dad was yeah. really stupid until I was about 28. Then I figured out he was a pretty bright guy. Yeah, um, same here. Yeah, same here. You know, my dad's a genius. You know, it, it's the the realization. You know, when it hits you. Yeah, it really is. You know, I I'm struck, uh, Tom, because you are, in addition to being a terrific musician, I think that in order to be a really good songwriter, you really have to be a poet, and you have to really have depth of soul to be able to write lyrics that are meaningful to other people. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I agree with that. I think that if you don't know about life, um, it's very difficult to write lyrics that truly touch people. 
I think that um, that that's the kind of writing that I go for. You know, I I, I, I probably why I love Bob Dylan, John Lennon, um, and um, the Australian band Go Betweens so much. REM is that. Um, you know, their best stuff really resonates. It's you look at the lyrics and you realize, geez, you know, obviously, even as a listener, you have to have certain life experience to recognize that in the lyrics. But you look at the lyrics and you realize that, man, these guys know what they're talking about. You know, they've lived through the same stuff that I'm living through right now. Makes sense. And and that's when that's when I truly if whenever I hear a hear a lyric or read a lyric like that, I, tr I truly sort of fall in love with it. I, I do too. In in fact, uh, my brother passed away. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm sorry. My brother passed away last last October. And oh man! Yeah. While we were uh, um, we were talking the last time that we talked, and um, he was playing like uh, bringing in the sheaves or 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 Amazing Grace or something in the background, and he said, "I really want to listen to REM and rock and roll and 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 stuff." And so I said, well, why don't you play uh, In My Life, which is the John Lennon song from the uh, Rubber Soul album. And it was, it spoke, it, it spoke to me, and he'd been gone for, um, at that point, 40, well, it was 40 years. But that song still resonated with me and spoke to me in a way that few have. And if you were a songwriter, I can't think of anything that would be better than being able to affect somebody's life literally decades later. Well, you know, that's that's the thing about John Lennon. He's got that's one of my favorites. And then he's got a song called Woman, which yes. is on Double Fence. I mean, a lot of people listen to it and they go like, what is this child in, inside a man? And what is he talking about? You know, um wanting wanting the sort of security that 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 a young dude or a young boy would want or need from a mother. But I mean, it's the truth. You know, we were sort of in a society where, you know, to be sexy or whatever, a man's gotta be a certain way. And then then and that's the you know, <laughs> that sort of the Hollywood presentation of James Bond. You know, yeah. as if that person truly existed any more than those supermodels do in real life. Right. You know, because everybody but but I think one of the best things about John Lennon and other brilliant lyricists that Gene Clark of the Birds, for instance. Sure. Um, um is the fact that uh, they sang sang it the way it truly is. You know, you get to the core. It it's not necessarily always a nice presentation of of the artist if they display their weaknesses or a, a presentation of of a man that lots of men and especially women want to hear or to embrace but you know that doesn't make it any less true lots of time reality is far more difficult to handle than just you know um putting on a brave face and going about you know bringing on some some of that southern hospitality that you were talking about you know you know, somebody doesn't like your song. It's like, well, why, what would you like to hear? You know, and and, and but it's lots of times we do that in life, and I think the best song, songwriting goes beyond that. Well, and it's like it's like, <clears throat> woman. Uh, he was forty years old, and and his mother, who when he was a teenager was hit by a car and killed, and and uh, so he's hit by a policeman, as a matter of fact. Yeah, off duty yeah. cop. Yeah, true. 
And uh, so he was 40 years old when he wrote that, and they, he was still referencing back to that that happened 25 years before that he hadn't really dealt with. Because yeah. the, and so that was his, I think, part of his attempt to deal with that and to deal with Yoko and and they split up for a period, of, you know, and all that kind of stuff. So, but, but I mean, a, isn't that isn't that the, that that's the the complexity of our adult relationships? Is that yes, we're we're both guys, so you know, we talk. Let's talk from 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 a guy's perspective because that's all we can do. We're looking for a lover. We're looking for a friend, but in a way, you're always looking for that same security in, in 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 your relationship that you used to have with your parents. It's kind of weird. Very few people are willing to admit that. And um, and and when I say it out loud right now, it doesn't, you know, it it feels like, you know, what did I just, you know, what did I just say it or admit? But that's the truth, you know. Especially, I think the older you get, you want that security, you know. It, yeah. I, 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 I couldn't agree more because it, it, there's a point in time as a man, you're out there and you're slaying dragons and you're bringing home the bacon and you're fighting traffic and you're doing, you want to come home to a place that's safe, hmm. secure, where you don't can let your hair down and be who you are without yeah. having to put on airs about who you, who you think you are, who that person would like you to be. Yeah. And, and you want something that's safe like that. And yeah. some, some people can put that together with a spouse. A lot of us can't get that done. We, we we're not smart enough to pick the right people. Ain't that the truth? And I think that, and, and I think that if you aren't with the right person, every compromise seems like a big deal. Absolutely. I think that that's what my grandma used to say that how do you know you've chosen the right person is that no matter what they really want from you it it, it doesn't feel like a compromise even if even even if it is and and I think that this is one of the things that I didn't understand as a kid my grandma had a lot of these things that she she kept saying and, and you know but she was quite a bit she, she was 70 she lived a really long life but she was 70 when I was born so you know here I am here I am being 10, right? And she's saying things like that. And so I'm like, uh, what's a relationship? <laughs> <You know? laughs> and then, you know, she went on with her and she would say, you know, what's a relationship? Like, I truly want to know what, what a relationship is. And she's like, isn't that the truth, Tom? You know, <laughs> as if I was truly contributing to the conversation. But, but you know, it, the good thing about bringing up your kids or your grandkids is that, Somewhere down the line, they do, even if you're gone, they do remember the stuff you've told them. And maybe it's 10 years from now, 20, or perhaps even 30 years from that moment that you said whatever it was that you said to them, that it all starts to resonate and make sense. It's never truly wasted, you see. No. It, 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 does, it does show up in your brain eventually, um, yeah. which, which is, you know, it's interesting because you had the same, you, and we, we had the same grandmother. Um, it's, it's amazing to me, like in this culture, I don't know how it is where you are, but in this culture, we tend to warehouse older people and put them in rest homes and, yeah. and just throw them away when there is such a innate value to it because they've already been through it. They've been through well, it. Well, see, that's the thing. That's, yeah. It's what we do everywhere in Western world. My family was a bit different because my grandma was in such good condition. She lived with us uh, basically up until the end. And and um, so I was very fortunate to to grow up in a household that, that had that sort of paternal grandmother uh, present at all times 
um, you know, bringing me up, uh, and 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 that that was fantastic because because I think that that number one, kids learn to respect the the older folks. They learn to talk to them. They learn to listen. They there's a whole lot of things you learn if you have that setup going for you when you're growing up, and um and and I think that. That, that what you already referred to the, this wealth of information you know it it it's so weird to be talking to my 18 year old son every once in a while and saying that don't do that because i know exactly where that's going to lead and he's like how do you know well well you know that the discussion for another day uh, <laughs> you know because you've been through it and the thing is that um even though he is not me and his friend is not the friend that I'm referring to. People are people. And once you've had the same experience uh, countless times during your life, you kind of put one and one together and you realize. And that's the best thing about getting a little bit older is that you kind of you start getting into this trouble zone, right? But you recognize where you're headed. And before you even, you know, kind of nip it in the bud, right? Because be before it really becomes a problem, whatever the word it here is because it can be a plethora of things sure <laughs> but but you know before before the shit hits the fan you're already out of the picture you know but when you're a young dude you're headed for the fan and ain't nobody gonna stop you you know and, <laughs> and that's just the way it is everybody's gotta learn it for themselves that's a that's, it's sad but true i've i've i tried i really really tried but i Call never me too. I could never get it through because they said, well, what the hell do you know? Um, well, yeah, bitter old men. You know, that's what I, how I, how, you know, it's my granddad. I remember he came to me and said that, you know, your grandma and I have only one thing that we agree on. And I'm like, you know, I, once again, as a really young dude, right? What is that? Neither one of us trust women. You know, like this is not my this is not my wisdom. I'm not passing on passing it on to anyone. This is my sort of 70 year old granddad talking to me when I was eight. You know, but but from a very you know when was he born? Like 1920s, right? Yeah. But but from from um from a very male perspective, aged dinosaur male perspective, those are the things that he kept saying to me. But the thing is, he should have really sat me down and give me examples and explain what he means. Because it really isn't about men or women or whatever. It's about people. Um, and, and you know, those were the kind of advice, pieces of advice that I got. Whereas what I try to do with my kids, and probably I, I've screwed it up too, is I try to sit them down, give examples, my share my experiences and explain how I feel. And, uh, you know, I try to stay away from um, gender stuff or any of the other stuff and just say, talk about people. Because people react this way usually and you know what hasn't really made any difference i'm still the bitter old guy you know and and so i've come to the conclusion that you know you got to go through it yourself yep and and the if you're a good parent you're there to pick up the pieces oh, dust yeah. them off and, Why, that, and send them back on their way yeah. yeah and by the way i suspect that you are a hell of a dad just well, thanks. I try to be. I try to be. You know, it's it's my number one priority these days. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, Tom, I could sit here and talk to you for hours, but we need to play a well, song. Hey, so, sounds good. So, what you got for me? <laughs> <laughs> 
this this is a song uh that tom wrote it's uh about by the way how does your ex-wife feel about being in a song um i haven't really asked her about that i i, I you know i i i think that knowing her you know it's we're we're on good terms and 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 um i think that looking back we we both feel we could have done a whole lot of things differently um i i gotta be honest here and say that i don't think our divorce was really her fault it was me being young and um sort of um um not thinking things through however the rut had already set in a couple of years prior to our divorce and so i think you know if there was a time machine and we could we could have turned back the time way back when it was still possible um we you know we should have gone back about 10 years <laughs> but that's the thing what i just said about recognizing when 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 the rut sets in you under you see trouble in the horizon that's when you act you don't act when it's all in pieces and, and in our case we were young and yeah. um didn't know what to do didn't react quickly enough and what what followed followed but you know um knowing her she'd probably just say that yeah too bad sounds like us <laughs> you know <laughs> well you know i i do have to say me and my ex-wife have a perfect relationship we haven't talked in 10 years so it's worked out well for me um <laughs> it almost sounds like that winston churchill quote when he said that all married couples should go out twice every week my <laughs> wife goes out on tuesdays and i go out on thursdays <laughs> you know? and that's perfect and yes yeah, so by the way this, i'm having a hell of a time talking to you this is so much fun uh likewise uh, Tom Tika, and this is Turn Back Time. I allow myself to weep after you have gone to sleep. After I talk in the kids, I fall into thousand bits.
the U-Haul van Saying goodbye to his plan Someday they will understand Someday they will understand And that is Tom Tika and Turn Back Time. And by the way, one of these days, I hope you're going to find the uh, hubcaps so that you can tour because I think that you'd put on a hell of a show. You know, we probably would, you know, and and, and, and thanks for uh, um, believing in me in that respect. Um, I think that uh, if the band was hot and the timing was right, the show would probably be amazing. It's hard to put together a band, isn't it? It's very, 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 very difficult. Um, and and especially when you get to the point where I am, where I, I want to have control over what happens. Well, it's your name is like right there in front of everybody and stuff. Yeah, you, well, true. Yeah. You, you do deserve to have the control over the stuff that you do, and it's your music and stuff. So, But then you've got egos, and you've got uh, inner band relationships and all that kind of stuff. That's got to be really hard to manage. Oh, it always is. It always is. It just, you know, never goes smoothly, based on my experience. <laughs> it's kind of like, well, it really is very much like a marriage. Oh, indeed it is, yeah. It's But then again, you know, that's what I say to my kids these days, that maybe these words like marriage, rock band, maybe we're just talking about human relationships. You know, it, it's, it, they seem to be having, uh, it's always the same issues. It's just different manifestations. Yep. It's in a, a different time. They may have different things surrounding it, but it, and I think it's really is all about communication. And that, um, that's the key. Without that, you've got nothing. And what worries me about today's group of kids is that these, these, excuse the expression, these damn computers that they have in their hand um, and the texting rather than uh, communicating. My, I asked my youngest son one time, why do you like to text and not talk to people? Yeah. Um, because I, you, you gain so much by actually having a conversation rather than a texting thing. Of course, he's a, he was a good-looking uh, young 20-something at the time, and he said, well, Dad, it's because I can text four girls at the same time and, and have four <laughs> conversations going. <laughs> See, they figured out something we didn't had no idea about, right? Exactly. You know, and, and that's the next day you went and got yourself a cell phone, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, sir. I said, well, but I couldn't find four women to talk to at the same time. I said, no. so, he's to get he's, back he's, to the store. This damn thing is a work. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, t Tom, I'm I'm not going to take any more of your time because I've, I've, I've monopolized your time enough, but I want to thank you so much for coming back on the show. It's, no, thanks it's, for having me on the show. It, this was this. It's it. What, what, what a treat this was. Um, <laughs> Go hopefully ahead. I'll, hopefully you'll have me on the show again. Oh, any time you would like to, because, you know, the, the cool thing is the first time I meet somebody 
and I, I do one of these interviews. It's very finding out information and, and stuff like that. But when, like today, we got more into philosophy and things and, and how we feel about life. And, and since you've been around a while, you can really give somebody some sound advice. Hey, neither one of us are spring chicken anymore. So. Well, ain't that the truth? Yeah. Yeah. You know. So it's, it's, but it's important that, the, that you take care of your kids and, and, uh, and you're doing the right thing and your, your music yeah. is wonderful. I really hope Hearts on Fire just takes it to the next level and becomes a worldwide phenomenon. Hey, that makes two of us. And in the meantime, let's go back to the store. I'm going to change this. <laughs> um hopefully we'll get one of those cell phones next time i come on the show we got better experience <laughs> <laughs> exactly well see now my problem is is that uh um i would be dating a grandmother and uh, <laughs> somebody's grandmother i had a friend said said to me one time fairly recently he said why aren't you dating and i said well because i would like Let's take your family, for example. You've got a wife. You've got seven kids. You've got, uh, I think, to date, 15 grandkids. And then say you're out of the picture, and then I'm dating their grandmother, and then I've got to meet, like, these 30 people and get yeah. judged uh, by these all these folks. And it's, it's it, I, I'm just not up to that challenge. Hey, come Christmas time, you'd have to be a millionaire. Boy, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Tom TK and our guest. And by the way, you have the opportunity, young man, to say anything you'd like to our audience. Um, by the way, uh, your website, we got to get that out too. Oh, it's uh, www.tomtika.com. That's easy enough. Yeah. So, anything you'd like to tell our audience? I'm going to always keep saying the same thing time is precious. Don't waste it on people, jobs, or anything that isn't worth your while. That's it. That's that's the only, you know, because it'll all come to an end one day. And we all know there's a season to everything. And I think um, you're never too old to change everything around you. But one day you will be too sick to do it. And so I think that learning from my dad's life and my grandfather's lives, um, I, you know, if you're not happy with your life, life changing, live the kind of life you truly want. Uh, and have no regrets. That's my that's my advice. That is uh, perfect advice, and I'll I'll leave. Uh, well, no, I'm not going to go into that. Uh, so I, we'll leave it right there because that is absolutely perfect. And the only thing that I would add to that is uh, make sure that the people that you love know that you love them, and yeah. that you tell them often because you never know when. The time is going to happen when you're not going to yeah, see. Them that's right. That's right. And it can happen at the at the at any moment. So make sure that you are and live your life with gusto and passion. So there, Tom Tika has been our guest. Uh, go to TomTika.com. Get his music. Buy it, please. Get the CD. Buy it, please. I would love to see you do vinyl. Have you thought about vinyl? I have. I have. Perhaps. Perhaps that's going to be. The next thing that I'll do, I have an album coming out in the fall, which is going to be called This Is My Happy Day, uh, Happy Face. And um, Hearts on Fire is the first single. And then there's a track called Doormat that's going to be another single. It's a wild video where I am dressed as a woman. 
Um, so you know, it's it's a theater play, and so like in ancient uh, Greek theater, I play all the parts. Well, you know what's interesting about that is, and a lot of people may not know this, but in the in the olden days, in Shakespearean days, women were not on stage. Exactly. It was that's all right. done by men. All done by men. That's right. And that's yeah. what I'm attempting. Let's see what people say about that. Comes <laughs> out in early September. Will you be? Will you come back when that when that drops? I definitely will. Yeah, absolutely. If you'll have me, I'll be here. Oh. Any any time, I'd love for you to co-host this thing, but you don't have the time to do that. So, <laughs> so but I want to thank you again for being on the show. And if you'll stay right there for just a second, I'll be right back. Hey, and thanks for listening to this episode all the way to the end. Hey, pretty cool. Hey, don't forget to follow us so you can receive regular updates and new posts. And remember, take care of each other because each other's all we've got. See you next time on My Independence Report.